the other day I was talking to uh, one of you um, and we were talking about um, the music that was being played uh, during a break in the play at a hockey game and I guess the music wasn't uh, completely virtuous or holy um, and I gave the usual Christian analogy of a frog in a pot uh, that if you put a frog in, into hot water it would jump out but if you put a frog in cold water and slowly turn up the heat it will not jump out it will just sit there and allow itself to be cooked to death now this is usually an analogy about how we tend to accept things that maybe we shouldn't. That if things uh, suddenly changed, we wouldn't accept the change. But because it happens slowly, we do accept the change. Well the student asked if it was true, if this is what a frog would actually do. To which I responded, I don't know. I mean, come on, let's think about this. Do you really think I would conduct such an experiment? experiment myself. It's a lose-lose experiment. Either you have a frog on the loose in your house because it jumped out of the pot, or you have a boiled dead frog. So no, I do not know if this analogy is actually true. Now the readings today ask us not to be satisfied with taking on the temperature of the water, the temperature of the society in which we live. We should stand out, not for the sake of standing out, but because being a Christian is still a radical thing to do. In the first read, Isaiah reminds us that we should share our bread, share our food with the hungry, that we should shelter the oppressed and the homeless, that we should clothe the naked. This should remind us of the seven corporal works of mercy. Uh, just for review, there are one, feed the hungry, two, give drink to the thirsty, three, clothe the naked, four, shelter the homeless, five, visit the sick, six, visit the imprisoned, and seven, bury the dead. And not that this has much to do with my homily, but while we're at it, uh, let's go over the seven spiritual works of mercy. Uh, just for kicks, they are one, admonish the sinner, two, instruct the ignorant, three, counsel the doubtful, four, bear wrongs patiently, five, forgive offenses willingly, six, comfort the afflicted, and seven, pray for the living and the dead. Now Isaiah wrote these words of our first read under the guidance of the Holy Spirit thousands of years ago. However, if we do them, we will still stand out in the crowd. Our light shall break forth like the dawn. Isaiah then says something interesting. He says that you will be healed quickly. And I have found this to be true, that when I have given of myself, I have almost always felt like I received more than I gave. Again, we took a group of students to Peru this last summer, and I would say all of them felt like they received more than they gave. God heals us when we give ourselves to Him and to others. Isaiah finishes our reading by saying that if we feed the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then a light shall rise for you in the darkness that the gloom shall become for you like midday. Now I do realize it's almost impossible because it's the opposite of what we feel like doing. But if we ever feel sad or depressed, you should go do something for someone else. Being a little light and joy to someone else's life 
I promise by that act, you also bring light and joy into your own life. Even our antiphon to the responsible song speaks to standing out. The just man is a light in darkness to the upright. If we are just, if we are virtuous, if we are holy, we will be a light in the darkness to those around us. In our second reading in St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul says that he has resolved to know nothing except, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He says he came to the Corinthians in weakness and fear and much trembling. St. Paul says he did not have persuasive words of wisdom. However, this just demonstrated all the more that St. Paul came demonstrating with spirit and power. This way, their faith rested not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Maybe you are standing up for the Catholic faith. Maybe you are counseling or advising or comforting someone else. And words of wisdom just came forth from your mouth. And after you, it's like, dang, that was pretty good. Can't believe I just said that. Um, I should have written that down. That's the Holy Spirit. That is a God moment. In the Gospel, Jesus tells his disciples that they are the salt of the earth. If salt loses its taste, it is good for nothing. Salt, by standing out, brings out the flavors of the food around it. Does your presence bring out the good, unique characteristics of those around you? Does your presence make those around you more holy? Now, in some ways, I have it easy. I get to wear a collar. Sometimes, although less and less these days, it seems, someone will swear around me and then apologize after forgetting um, or actually remembering that they're actually in the presence of a priest. Jesus goes on to say that we are the light of the world. As I have said many times before, our Catholic faith does not give us a tinted glasses which would, would distort how we see the world, how we would see reality. No, our Catholic faith is corrective lenses that allows us to see reality as it truly is. When you are in darkness, it is hard to see things for what they truly are. In a dark room, shadows, faint outlines can be any number of things. However, when the light is turned on, we are able to see things for what they really are. Jesus says we are to be a city on a mountain that cannot be hidden. We need to be alive and bold in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Our ability to receive Jesus' love and to radiate back to God and out to others should be a beacon of light and hope to those around us. Just as a lamp is not put under a bushel basket, but out where it gives light to the whole house, so too our light must shine before others. Why? So that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Heavenly Father. If you read or listen to conversion stories, often you hear that the person ran into some Christians that were seemingly more joyful than they should have been. Many people wanted to join Mother Teresa in her outreach to the poorest of the poor. Why? Because they could see the joy she had in serving others. They saw that her life had purpose and meaning and joy. They wanted that for themselves as well. But again, we don't do these things, first of all, to feel good about ourselves. We first do them out of love for God and others. It is in the serving, it is in the sacrifice that joy comes. 
It is in giving of ourselves to others that we find purpose and meaning. St. Pope John Paul II put it this way, We are most fully human when we give ourselves away as a gift to another. So I don't actually know if a frog will jump out of a, hot, a pot of hot water or that it will stay in the pot if the heat is turned up slowly. What I do know is that we are called to be a light, a beacon of hope to a world that needs so much healing. So this week, spend extra time in prayer. Soak up the energy, the electricity of God. Soak up the Holy Spirit. Soak up the love of God. Then go out. Go out and light up the world with the love of Jesus Christ.